You're listening to The Retail Perch with Shekhar Raman and Gary Hawkins. We're going to discuss industry challenges and opportunities in grocery retail, AI, current and upcoming trends, and so much more. Hey, folks, uh, welcome back to another episode of The Retail Perch. And I know uh, we did a solo show last week, Gary, talking about some of the predictions in I saw a lot of pickup on that in the LinkedIn post, by the way. Yeah, yeah. No, there was a lot of interest in that. Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot happening, right? And as we wind down to the end of the year, it's a good time for people to step back a little bit, reflect on what's happened and what's next. That's right. And as we promised, folks, we're going to have more guests back on the retail perch. And we're keeping our promise. And we have somebody from across the oceans this time. I think it's the first guest that we're having from India, Gary. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. We've done several from Europe. I think uh, I think uh, this is the first. There you go. So Sharad gets to be the first, all the way from Bangalore. Uh, he's part of Beacon Stack, and instead of reading out a lengthy introduction for Sharad, we will invite him on to share his story. Welcome, Sharad, to the Retail Perch. Great to have you here. Awesome, uh, Shaker Guy. Thank you so much for having me. It's pretty exciting to talk about what we're doing. would love to learn more also from this conversation about everything that's happening with respect to retail. Happy to share my two cents on you know, what I'm seeing in the, with respect to new technology, innovation, anything that's uh, retail relevant. So very quickly, in terms of my background, um, I've been a technology entrepreneur. Um, I would say I'm actually a train educated. By education, I'm a chemical engineer, but not that I really remember much of that. Spent a few years before I became an entrepreneur with uh, on Wall Street doing investment banking. In fact, there was a good amount of retail that I did there, working with you know the likes of Super Value and Albertsons the, back in the day, trying to figure out their uh, retail strategy. Uh, always wanted to be a technology entrepreneur, and that's how I started Beacon Stack. Uh, more than a decade ago, um, the idea was fundamentally to basically build products in the mobile space. We fundamentally believed that mobile was changing the way uh, you know, people uh, look at uh, internet and the way can they consume internet. And so essentially we've tried, we've had our classic ups and downs as an entrepreneur, me and my co-founder. We've uh, had some spectacular failures, uh, learned, learned a lot of lessons and kept iterating and pivoting. So uh, about three or four years ago, we basically started down the path of what is the most important problem that we need to solve with respect to mobile when, you know, because the first problem that we started was about content consumption, then we kind of built products in, in that space. And then we slowly iterated ourselves and asked ourselves, what's the most difficult problem that we need to solve today for mobile? And we realized that mobile needs to play a pretty impactful role um, in enhancing people's experiences in the physical world. There needs to be a better way to connect the physical world and the digital world. And that's how we kind of, um, you know, Beacon Stack was really born. We essentially took technologies that are there in the mobile device, starting with Bluetooth, beacons, uh, geofencing, NFC, uh, QR codes, etc. Essentially, taking all these technologies that are on the mobile device and converting them into channels of engagement for brands and businesses. That's that's kind of where we started four or five years ago. And as, as, as we iterated and uh, understood what brands and businesses really want, 
we've essentially now become a end-to-end consumer engagement platform for uh, you leveraging the QR code technology. And there are many reasons as to why the technology really took off, which I can, I'm happy to dive into a little later into the show. I guess not the least of which is the pandemic, right? Yes. At least in the United <laughs> States, I know that's where it took off. Until yeah. then, people were very resistant to the QR code in the US. Now it's, yeah. it's I, I would say I would say it's a it's a little bit of a yes and a no uh, in the sense that yes there was a lot of tailwinds because of the pandemic but it, it was very interesting because I I think given your backgrounds uh, I'm sure this whole idea of omni-channel the idea of connecting physical to digital that's been kind of a bit of a holy grail right everybody has been trying to solve this for the over la, over the last decade and there are a lot of interesting technologies a lot of solution providers a lot of hardware and software solutions really thrown at this whole connectivity issue. And I think the mobile operating systems themselves, Android and iOS, also have been looking at this in a very clean way. And when we started down this trying to solve this problem, we also took the Bluetooth route first. And we realized that that might be the most obvious thing. But there were several frictions that we realized and learned. But we also learned the fact that there was friction in the technology and in the adoption, but actually the value that retailers were looking at, the value that brands really were looking for, the value that the consumer was looking at was something that really every it resonated very well, but just the technology was not delivering the promise. So that's kind of how, what even operating systems realized. And that's why I think iOS basically made it, uh, and even Android made the ability to scan a QR code native to their operating system, the ability to scan. And that happened in late 2018, early 2019. And that's when we already started seeing that inflection where the amount of people looking to scan QR codes, et cetera, was already, there was there was a groundswell per se, not maybe obvious to, to, right. to mainstream media, but that was already happening. And then you have the perfect storm in, in many ways because the pandemic happened. It just gave the right lightning and the technology really took off in the West. Right, right. But it was always prevalent in Asia, though. I think QR codes were in general all over the place, right, in Asia. Yes. In India, it's used for the Paytm, for the payment systems. It's, it's all over the place, right? Yeah, in India, it's, 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 a, it's, a, very, um, it's a very payments-driven use case. I think China is a fantastic example of how you could leverage QR codes, uh, anything and everything, any I think the way I explain QR codes is basically it's an offline call to action. Whatever you want, like it's a CTA, right? Just like what a link does on the digital realm, QR codes essentially serving that purpose. You could use it for anything. You can drive reviews. You can drive uh, app downloads. You can essentially replace a physical piece of paper with opening up a PDF on your mobile phone, all by scanning a QR code and or connect to a Wi-Fi, share a business card, anything and everything. So that that's really is what QR codes is essentially evolving itself. And I think China in many ways kind of started that. But I think the difference between America and the US and, and China is that in China, it's a bit of a closed walled garden, right? There are the Baidu and Alibaba and Tencent. Those are the ones, they have these super apps and the super apps essentially are the drivers and any any QR code integration, any any physical to digital engagement that you see essentially happens within these large apps. It's not very open-ended where every brand and business actually essentially is allows you to do that by themselves. At the end of the day, any of these physical to digital engagement happens within one of these super apps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I was just going to ask, are you seeing 
uptake or are you focusing in any certain sectors, you know, like retail or, you know, food service or whatever? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we are a pretty horizontal platform. We are a, a, what we call a digital customer engagement platform, physical to digital. And we have industry verticals across the sector, right? We have really small mom and pop shops like restaurants and hairstylists, et cetera, using QR codes in their own small ways to either drive TripAdvisor reviews or to you know show their menus or something else, all the way up to pretty large brands. It could be like a FedEx or it could be like a Revlon or it could be a, a, any of these large brands which are trying to, you know, try to drive customer engagement. And the way, if you look at the top two or three verticals that we see, we see, uh, we see uh, CPG, consumer packaged goods as one big one. Uh, we're also seeing a lot of financial services. There's a lot of digitization of physical marketing, physical collateral that's really being replaced. We see a lot of that happening. And yes, definitely uh, the likes of retail and real estate are definitely in the mix in the top uh, three or four uh, verticals. Got it. So, so I mean, QR codes. I mean, the technology of generating a QR code for a URL or a link is is you know it's commodity. It's pretty much out there. So, what does what does Beacon Stack do that's unique? Great. Um, so, I, I think before I jump into into explaining what Beacon Stack, I think the easiest way to do that is to draw draw kind of an analogy onto you know how and what we do. I think if you if you rewind back ten or fifteen years back, and you know. Email had just made a big show. Email was pretty exciting. People started communicating to each other uh, using email. And from there, businesses realized that the value of using this as a communication channel, as an engagement channel. And what really happened there was businesses started collecting email addresses. And, and if, if you can rewind back 10 or 15 years ago, you, you will see these sporadic emails getting from businesses that you may be a subscribe to or whom you have certain loyalty to because they would send some kind of an email maybe in a bcc format or whatever but then as things shaped up there are very sophisticated email marketing platforms like a mailchimp or a constant contact or a sendgrid that came along which really democratized the ability of converting an email a communication channel like email into very powerful customer engagement Right. And, and the way they did that is kind of building an end-to-end -end solution, which enabled you to not just send templatized emails, but the ability to track them, to build a content management system that allowed you to, you know, measure where these emails were essentially being read, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's exactly what we're really doing. If you look at what Beacon Stack is, it's in many ways like a MailChimp slash SendGrid for QR code based customer engagement. What we're essentially doing is helping brands and businesses create QR codes, run QR code-based campaigns. And when you scan a QR code, it essentially opens up pages and these microsites or landing pages, all those being powered by our content management system. And we have the ability to drive see a lot of engagement. And as you guys might know, uh, Google is, for example, in the midst of turning off their third-party cookies. So there is this urge for brands and businesses to be able to build that direct relationship with consumers because they want to be able to build on first party data. And the only way you can do, one of the biggest ways you can do that is to be able to build that direct engagement in the physical world. And QR codes does a really good job of that because you could walk into a physical retail store, have a QR code with a specific call to action, you scan that QR code, 
it essentially opens up a page. You are able to collect first party data. So I won't know it might be Gary or I, I won't know it's your uh, Shaker's uh, mobile device, but I know that this particular device connected with this particular physical location or with this particular physical product. And in, in those ways, I'm essentially able to, uh, what I like to call build digital cohorts based on physical interactions. So this entire life cycle that I'm talking about, right from a point of engagement in the physical world, all we are building this cohort is everything that we really do. Hmm. Got it. Got it. Interesting. So this intersects a lot, Gary, with what we've been talking about. Yeah, no, well. it does. It does. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's obviously there's a lot of, um, I mean, so are you kind of building some kind of a uh, tracker within the QR code that essentially allows you to uniquely track this engagement as opposed to just a, a, a QR code that represents a URL. It has some kind of wrapper technology involved that allows you, much like an email, how you track emails, you put in a whatever, a invisible pixel or whatever, and gets opened up and that API allows you to say that this has been opened or clicked. Uh, I mean, it's no, it's not, it, I don't think it's really a wrapper as much as yes, we, there is a certain uniqueness to it because of the, the way the URLs are essentially encoded right. and, and the destinations are really encoded. And once the browser opens up, it's essentially dropping cookies and right. setting first party cookies. And that's all we essentially do. Yeah. But I think there's a sophisticated platform behind which enables brands and businesses to run these campaigns in a pretty seamless manner. Got it. So, so if I'm a brand and I'm coming to you saying, "Hey, I want to use your service," so what's what's the use case? So that's 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 one of the interesting points, which is basically what's what's really happened over the last two years, and that's that's kind of where the pandemic really helped us because what really happened is that most people experienced QR codes in in some in the most standard environments, which is they went into either because vaccinations had these QR codes or mostly restaurants had these QR powered menus. So most people walked like a brand manager walked into a restaurant and basically scanned a QR code. It opened a PDF, it showed a menu and it kind of triggered a thought in her head saying, hey, you know, if I could do this, maybe I could put a QR code on my packaging box and it opened up, talked about some initiative of mine or talks about how amazing the ingredients in this product are, et cetera, et cetera. So people started something, people started with very, very basic ideas. The idea was either to, okay, I have this, can I try something very simple? Can, can this open up a PDF and show our amazing initiative about sustainability or something about, uh, it, this tells you how, how holistic these ingredients are from which the, this particular product has been made. And that's really how it started. But as people spent more time, it, it kind of a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy, right? People started spending time and people saw QR codes. There was a value attached to it because people spent some time understanding what that drove a lot of scans. When the scans really happened, people realized that this is actually a channel that really seeing engagement. So they spent more time kind of doing A-B testing and you know, like with every other channel. And that's really how it started growing. And today where we are is in a, is a place where we've seen multiple uh, channels of engagement. So the QR code is basically being used, like I said, a call to action. So people use that to drive reviews, right? One of the standard, one of my favorite examples is where people can drive reviews. And the reason they do that is because as you know, 
even in the physical retail context, and you just understand this better than me, is that when there is when there is a product where there are multiple options provided to you, you tend to kind of pick up and search for it and say, okay, is this good? Is there reviews here? Is this a good product? Now, when you click on that and you search in, for example, Google, you don't know, you don't control the first review that comes up because Google controls that. But if can I short circuit that by providing a QR code on either on the aisle or on the packaging which says scan QR codes to show show reviews and people do that, then it takes you to a place where you as a brand owner decide or the retailer decides on where the owner is. And that's basically how you're convincing people to are, are sh- uh, pushing, uh, not pushing, but nudging them into the funnel that you really want them to. And that's the kind of engagement that we are really seeing. That's one, reviews are one. The other is just kind of reducing friction uh, how do you en- en- enroll them into loyalty programs? Do you walk all the way up to the cashier? That person asks you your phone number, email address, and there's some pe- pen and paper, or there's some other way. Now it's just a QR code. You scan a QR code. We have templates o- available in our thing, which opens up a form. You enter that, and then boom, and then you're essentially enrolled. And that's integrated into some CRM, anything that you really want. The ability to do all that, that's another. So it's essentially lead generation. Third thing I think is what's really happening is there is a lot of wherever you see physical physical collateral, right? Like for example, if you look at groceries, um, my understanding is um, direct mail still plays a pretty critical role in terms of a channel, right? A lot of people receive direct mailers, they have coupons and those coupons. There's a lot of interesting stuff happening with QR codes around that because what you could do is we have an API, a dynamic API, which enables you to integrate. So every QR, every direct mail that you essentially receive has a very unique QR code. And that unique QR code basically, again, when you scan that, uh, just to see the coupon they offer, I, I know that you could technically map that to uh, that this is one which Gary has basically received. Right. So uh, I, I, I could do a lot of interesting things around that. Again, this is still early days. There's a lot of interesting things we can do. The possibilities are very high. But, and there's a delta between what is possible and you know how that maturity curve of how people are. So, so what BeaconStack really does is the management of not just the QR codes, but the whole CMS and the analytics behind it for you to measure and attribute the entire journey, right? Absolutely. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And you, you're making a turnkey and, and easy for a brand, the retailer, restaurant, whoever, to uh, begin to make use of this technology. Absolutely. Absolutely. Landing pages that you can build as destinations for these uh, QR codes. That's correct. That's correct. We have we have a complete like a Visiveg editor. You can you can build it. You can drag drop it. And the power of all this is because the as as you might know, we have made it very simple for marketers to be able to use this. So you don't need really a developer to get started on this. You could have a store manager, for example, who basically who might not be very savvy with technology can actually adapt uh, adopt this we also have we are a pretty large robust platform so we have a lot of adoption at a central org so we have quick service restaurants we have uh, a bunch of these large uh, like windham hotels etc who are using who have signed up at a global level so each particular hotel location or each particular store location has its own store manager they have been given accounts and there is a lot of management around that so that's really how it's it's been growing and are these QR codes typically, are you seeing them mostly 
in print form or are they digitally displayed on the screen? Where, where do you where are you finding more? I would I would say most of them are in 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 uh, in the physical form, um, but it's a good question. Uh, we are seeing uh, television. I'm sure you've all seen the 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 Super Bowl ad from Coinbase where the the bouncer QR code. Uh, so we are seeing a bunch of QR codes uh, of our QR codes showing up on some of our customers' television commercials, which I think is a pretty neat engagement tool because you know otherwise you're just praying and hoping that there is a brand recall here. You're giving them a direct call to action, right? You scan right. this QR code. So and, let me just ask you this other question about this other technology that I've been looking at: NFC tags, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of, I guess, it's in the QR code realm. A lot of the phones now are NFC capable. The advantage, of course, of the NFC tags is they're reprogrammable. So you could have an NFC tag and you could potentially reprogramming the URL that it's that's transmitting. Where do you see that? Do you see that kind of in the roadmap of where things are going? Yes. We actually we actually do support NFC in, in a pretty holistic manner. And I think there are certain advantages to it. The way I, I've seen this is that there is, when it comes to any kind of hardware, there is a certain element of friction in the way business owners and brands think about it, yeah. right? When you talk about, it could be dirt cheap, it could be pennies and it could be, but when you think about hardware, there's the whole concept of where are we going to deploy it? How are we going to ship it? So on and so forth. How do we so maintain it? Yeah, there's all sorts maintain of things. It. Exactly. And, 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 the, and it just overwhelms them. So the beauty about QR codes is, and QR codes and NFC, if you just bucket them too, versus like a like a Bluetooth and a Wi-Fi. And, I, and right. there's one other thing that I want to touch upon, which is QR codes and NFC are pull-based technologies, right? right. Which is right. you are making the consumer take action. So there is no spamminess in that because the consumer themselves, whereas right. Wi-Fi, uh, Bluetooth, Bluetooth yeah. all of them are push-based technologies. You need to have some kind of an app on your thing and then, you really all bets are off. You you can say you're really nice and you don't, but the consumer usually is like, why did I receive this notification today? So QR and FC are really good from that standpoint that there is a lot of richness in the engagement. But QR essentially delivers everything that the NFC can do, except for there's one primary advantage of NFC, which is uniqueness, which is a QR code can be just like photocopied and you, you'll basically see the same experience. Whereas NFC, there's a certain authenticity around it. So those are things that we are seeing are use cases, specific uses that might emerge. But so far, based on our adoption, I don't see big reasons why someone would look at NFC over a QR code. Hmm. Got it. Got it, got it. And so from a deployment perspective, where where are you guys seeing the maximum adoption worldwide? 93% of our revenues comes from North America. And so we have customers all over the world. Um, we have about 25,000 paying customers. Again, we have a pretty huge range in terms of these customers. We have small, we have super large, but most of them are North America. There is some unbelievable adoption and it is I'm mighty pleased to just learning and discovering new use cases, right? Because we are uh, in a very unique position because what's really happening here is we are essentially digitizing a lot of content. So wherever there is a, there is a certain physicality around it, uh, just like how it started menu cards, right? You and I might personally hate the idea of going to a nice restaurant and having to pull out our phones and scan a QR code, but uh, 
they're here to stay. They're here to stay because there's a lot of advantages that restaurants have. Every time a price of an avocado goes up, this guy, all this person has to do is log into our dashboard and change the price of the, the salad or the entree. Uh, you can't scratch that and do that in a physical uh, menu. So yeah. there are certain advantages. That, and just like the menu card, um, I expect physical collateral is being replaced. Like where we have worked with a lot of credit unions where you walk inside every time you want to the, these the kinds of physical paper that's actually given to you when you walk inside these banks and these credit unions is insane all that is slowly being replaced where you send so for example if you've been to an open house recently most of the real estate guys right now they don't have this they don't give you layouts of the this this townhouse on paper they usually carry right. around your phone they tell you to scan the qr code on that phone it opens a pdf on your right. on your phone it's right. pretty amazing. They say yeah. the same, and they have another QR code which you scan, and it opens up a form and it tells you to fill your phone number and name, and that essentially gets fed into directly through a through a Zapier or anything. It gets fed into whatever CRM backend that they essentially use. So right. it's it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I remember. I think eight years ago. I think when we printed our first business cards on the back, we had a QR code. Yeah, that's right. Our business yeah. card. That you can just scan, so, you know, so it's, it's good that you mentioned that because I was just about to bring that. The hardest thing right now is digital business cards, right? Yeah. As 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 the pandemic recedes, and I think or receded, um, uh, the and the and and physical uh, events are back in in vogue. It it is it is the digital business cards is pretty huge, and yeah. for that you don't need anything physical. Uh, you basically have a QR code. You. You can uh, we we show you integrations into your Apple Wallet or your Android uh, Pass, I think it's called, and and it just there's a QR code just comes and sits. So I, I I show the QR code to you. You open up your camera, you scan that. It essentially opens a browser with a certain template. However, right. you want to show your phone, your name, your whatever you want to show, and it gives me an option saying save, and your entire contact is really yeah. saved to me. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think I it's think... fascinating. And I think I think it's being, I, I'd say, you know, in retail, at least supermarket retail, heavily underused uh, still, yeah. you know, very heavily underused. And I think, I mean, there's still a slight amount of friction involved because obviously the, shop, uh, the person has to take their phone out, open up their camera and scan it. And there is a certain amount of friction. But I guess, I think, Gary, I think people, when they think about friction, it's they only think about friction when they're th adopting a new habit. Once yes. the habit's been adopted, they don't think of it as friction anymore. You That's know, right. you know, and it's like it's like I, when I walk into my house now, I have a smart lock. I used to have to carry a bunch of keys, and I would have to look for the keys and open it. And I was perfectly fine with it for two hundred years, right? Yep. But, but now that I have this new mecha mechanism of being able to just open up my phone and hit something and just open. And I don't need to look for my keys. I have now forgotten the previous fiction. I think there is a path, obviously, here uh, with all these technologies on how people rethink what they've been doing forever. And yeah, yeah you know, I, I think it's exciting. I always thought it was exciting. I think oh, just that when we tried it, we were probably way ahead of our time and people like QR what? You know, and now it's, I think, uh, you know, uh, QR is here, you know, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, what, what, one of the good things to come out of the uh, pandemic. Yes. Yeah. One of the good things. Yeah, I think it's muscle memory, right, Prashik, like, uh, like you talked about, which is even the earlier example that I had given about um, 
about you know pulling out your phone and checking for reviews i mean there is a certain amount of action that you have to pull your phone out type out that specific product or that particular specific brand's name and see what right. what what the people have to say but as as you did that more and more now it's like almost it's like second nature to you you right. you encounter something and automatically in a physical setup you will pull out that and you will check it out so the same thing that's happened because so it is because qr codes are so prominent right now and it's ridiculous i mean if you uh, since uh, i'm every other month i'm in new york if you walk down the street right from um, uh, you know re- real estate to retail to to the mannequins inside retail stores everyone has qr codes so yeah. you cannot miss it and because yeah. you cannot miss it it's 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 now deeply ingrained into your like muscle memory and and it's people look at this as a natural extension to learning more and helping you yeah, yeah. and it's the physical version of the url in some sense right yeah it's yeah. really what it is so. the physical call to action yeah yeah exactly yeah. no i think it's all it's all very exciting so so tell me where where are you seeing you're seeing adoption growing but is it where is it at some critical point where you, you think right now or is still kind of in the early growth stage in the united states it's growing pretty well i think it's a you know pretty solid inflection in 2023 that's really what's going to happen and when i say inflection it really me uh, what i mean by that is i can i can i know that because of how people are looking at it right in the sense that when people used to schedule a demo in your back people would write very anecdotal anecdotally stuff like you know i was there i scanned a qr code it opened a pdf how i want to do something similar can you do it with your platform now people basically come and say i'm looking to do this this is exactly the use case i have in mind and i need to do i i, I expect about 20000 skus i need to have 400 locations i need a soc 2 compliant i need gdpr compliant blah 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 so there is a lot of specificity in people's understanding there is no longer uh, if you look at a marketing funnel they're not really at the top of the funnel they're more like middle of the funnel or bottom of the funnel people really know what they're looking for and people are a lot more experimental in terms of that's one and the second thing is people are a lot more experimental with respect to use cases so what we've seen is a person who's come a year ago with something very simple like i want to put a qr code on my um in my physical location because i want them to give me more trip advisor reviews now has taken the same qr code and is using it for checking in and checking out their employees and using the same qr code giving them a loyalty cards and all that innovation has really happened in the back of their own thinking and essentially our product is just doing catch up to what's really happening in the physical world all right so so if i'm a supermarket retailer listening to this and i'm like yeah this is all great terrific what can i do how how do i use this technology to enhance experience in turn in my store what, what am i thinking not as a brand but as a retailer i think the first thing you need to ask yourself is uh, uh, the, the easiest recommendation i usually give is basically think about the easiest the most frictionless way that you can actually try it out because i think the the people who have not done it already are people who don't believe in the technology or don't realize the amount of engagement you can get so i would say you got to first believe that this channel is going to drive a good amount of engagement are people really going to scan do do people really do it does anyone scan that's usually people who don't believe it tend to think like that so i would say 
think about the most basic of use cases. So for example, it, your use, could, use case could be leave a review or leave some feedback or something like that where you now if you need leave feedback, you need to go collect a paper and pen and drop, write something. Just put a QR code there and see the kind of engagement that you get. Are people scanning it 10 times a day, 20 times a day, 100 times a day? Based on your footfall, you already have an idea. You'll, you'll start measuring percentages on what kind of engagement you're getting. Once you're convinced that this is a very seamless way to engage, then you, the, the brand, the retail store manager or retail will actually be in a much better place to actually come up with ways they can do it. Try because they will understand their use cases yeah. far better. Get it. Correct. Right. I, I know we, Gary, we already know retailers who are putting QR codes in their weekly print flyer to supplement the content that they're putting on print. So, you know, yeah, yeah, 50 yeah. specials, scan the score, QR code to go see 500 more that's on our site. Right. Or to sign up for a loyalty program or to get a recipe or whatever. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. There's also a lot of QR codes basically being used because retailers and brands have tie-ups and most of these guys, if there's a new product being introduced, you know, uh, there are certain shelf spaces that are actually earmarked for these new products that are really being launched. And uh, you want to give some more context and color to what this product is and why it's special and why this holiday season it's being launched. They, they usually have to rely on someone actually being there to do it. But now you have QR code, you scan the QR code, you learn more. When the person opens that, it opens a landing page which is powered by a platform like ours. You essentially collect first-party data, or you can tell them, follow me on Instagram or follow me on Facebook. And that's kind of the natural progression where you've taken someone in the physical setting, physical context, done some brand marketing, and converted that into a, into a digital avatar. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So, so if I had to summarize this as we wrap up here, it's in Beacon Stack is not just about creating QR codes that anybody can do. What they really do is, if I'm getting it right, you allow your users to create templatized landing pages that they can customize. And then you do the full attribution in terms of who's scanning it and providing the necessary measuring and analytics around the effectiveness of that entire process. Correct? Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a complete end to end solution. That's why uh, we are the. SendGrid, the Twilio, or the QMailChimp for QR code marketing, whatever favorite SaaS company of yours, that's essentially what we're trying to do with this channel of engagement. Got it, got it. Terrific. So, so folks, Beacon Stack is spelled B-A-C-O-N-S-T-A-C. There's no K. Uh, Beacon Stack. Okay. I guess beaconstack.com. Is that right, uh, Shana? That's correct. Absolutely. So that's where you can find uh, Shana. And of course, you know, if you got any questions, you can email us at the retail perch at uh, birdseye.com. But Gary, this fascinating conversation. I know there's always been power in this. And uh, shout out, I'm going to ask you to stick around for a couple of minutes right after to show you something. But uh, anything else, Gary, before we wrap up? Oh, great conversation. Thank you for being with us yeah, today. It's been super, super useful. Absolutely. Thank you again, shout out. And by the way, uh, since I am uh, traveling, I can bring along one of these. And if I can mail it to you as a being a guest, you get a free coffee mug from the retail perch. So. Yeah, we'll be happy to send that across to you as well. So thank anyway, thank, thank thanks you. so much, guys. And thanks, thanks, Shadow, for being on the show. Thanks for listening. And uh, we're going to have a few more guests coming up here in the next few weeks. I don't know if we're going to take off at Christmas, but it's coming up soon here. Yes, um, but yes. we'll probably squeeze in one more episode for the for the year uh, before we turn around the new year. But thank you so much for your support. It's been terrific. I know a number of people have been sh have been putting us in the top 10 retail podcast, Gary. Do you ever figure yes. we'd get there? 
Yeah, <laughs> no, it's hard to uh, hard to imagine. We're up to what a couple hundred episodes now. I don't um, even know. You know, I think it's it's one of those muscle memory things at this point. I just wake up and I just go <laughs> in the microphone and talk. <laughs> but you know, I think what keeps us interesting is, of course, amazing guests like Sharad, and uh, we've just run across so many different technologies. And I think uh, what it makes us realize is that retail is just um, complicated, right? It takes a lot of things working together to make that customer experience happen. And I'm just so deeply appreciative of all the people who work in the world of retail because, you know, we as shoppers sometimes walk into a store, go in, pick up something and walk out, pay for it. And we don't think much of all the infrastructure that has to go behind it to make it happen. Such a simple thing, right? Walk in, go pick up something and leave. And you find out, you know, 100 episodes into Retail Perch, we're still digging about and finding technologies that drive the experience. So that's yeah. what I think keeps it fascinating here. So, well, again, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. And shout out again. Welcome. Uh, thanks for being a guest. And can't wait to have you back, actually. Maybe we'll get you back in a few months to see what the evolution of Beacon Stack here is. So, Great. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thank you. Make sure to join us every Monday and connect with us at The Retail Perch on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at theretailperch at birdseye.com. Until next time, this is Shaker. And this is Gary, signing off.